Welcome to Stories from the Center of the Universe, the podcast about the human experience. Maggie Longest, welcome to the Center of the Universe. Thank you. It's great to have you. Uh, I, we were connected through Ken Blog, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken and I had had a brief encounter at my uh, employer. And I bring up the podcast all the time. And he said, oh, well, you should talk to the folks at uh, Downtown National Association. I'm like, I would love to because I'm from there. So why, why wouldn't I? Here I am. Yeah. So tell me about uh, Downtown National Association. Yeah. So we are a community organization uh, that works for a vibrant future in Ashland's historic downtown. And you, in order to do that, it's, I think, best explained as a three-legged stool. So the the groups that come together through our organization are residents, folks like you that live here and want to see a good future for everyone that lives here, business owners who are in downtown or nearby downtown. A lot of folks, um, we certainly are glad to have and fortunate to have a growing economic base in our downtown, but we also have a lot of businesses growing around our downtown that are choosing Ashland because of what it is. So we want them to be part of our coalition. And then the town government is a big part of what we do, and they make it financially possible, but they they provide a minority of our budget, but they also make it feasible to have um, events in downtown to they just make they facilitate so much of what we do and so we try to take what each of those groups uh, can bring to the table and the idea is that the sum is greater the whole is greater than the sum of its parts um, in in the what the association's able to accomplish and so we are a main street organization we do four things by construction um, just the, by mission. So we work on local businesses and economic development and providing support to entrepreneurs in our downtown. We work on public spaces and making downtown a place that you want to spend time, inviting and pedestrian friendly. We make, uh, and then we work on branding and marketing downtown as a place that you want to come. Um, we have done the economic studies to see that there is a really strong um, consumer base around our town. Ashland itself is not particularly wealthy um, and it's an old southern town uh, on the train tracks. Hopefully you've had a lot of guests on that have talked about the beauty of the center of the universe but I get to talk about it for a living so um, and so uh, we are fortunate, though, to draw not only from our 7,000 people that live here, but also from the surrounding area. Um, and so uh, our goal is to make Ashland a day trip destination for folks that are you know, easily accessible to us. And that we want you to come and spend three to five hours in downtown, you know, have lunch, see a movie, get a drink, that kind of thing. And so that's really the work. It's, our work is focused on that kind of economic development that benefits everybody um, in creating that work. So I feel really fortunate to live and work in the same place and to have a reason to be so intimately involved in my community um, and to be sort of a big tent that brings all the stakeholders together to try to work on our shared goals. And so um, I've worked for many years in government, but never gotten to work really where I live. And so it's been a really great opportunity to do that now with the association. So 
That's awesome. Uh, I, I didn't know you guys existed, but I knew that downtown Ashland had become more vibrant over the last several years. Uh, go ahead. It certainly has. Our, I think the Richmond economy, so Ashland is in the exurbs, not even the suburbs, but beyond the suburbs of Richmond. Um, or in, we are outside of Richmond, Virginia, and the Richmond economy is growing, and so the whole surrounding area is growing. But Ashland itself has also is undergoing a renaissance. I mean, uh, folks that are born and raised here like yourself will tell you that the Ashland of the 60s and 70s is very different than it is today. Um, there's just so much more opportunity to start a business here and to be mm. supported by local customers. Um, and there's just more going on. I mean, we've got an event every month. You know, we have... Um, there's just so many reasons that people are invested in our community in a different in more and better ways. So it's been, it's a really positive place to start a business and um, that makes my work a lot more possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny uh, when I was a kid and I'm 52 uh, where the iron horse is now, it was a sub shop Mm. and and it had the stand up Miss Pac-Man game and and Galaga in it. And then the rest of that stretch along center street Mm -hmm. towards origin uh, there was a pharmacy there and maybe a couple of other knickknacky five and dime kind of places. And that was, and Cross Brothers across the street and maybe a bank. And that was, that was about it. Right. So spending three to five hours in downtown was not <laughs> achievable. Five, five minutes may have stretched it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. We have a much better, you know, with a brewery downtown, with a theater downtown, uh, with a museum, two museums downtown. There's just so much more now. Um and creating more every day. I mean, we're really fortunate to have businesses opening now that COVID is over. Um, yeah. You know, having businesses opening or reopening, you know, reinventing themselves. Um, so we, we have a business opening tomorrow. Um, oh, really? Right. And yeah, so in the, when, what you would know as the 100-year-old Loving Ford building. Mm-hmm. Um, Just to the right of the theater. Yes. Yeah. That is going to be, uh, is now occupied by Caravati's Architectural Salvage. Oh, nice. They moved from south of Richmond and coming up to Ashland. And we're really fortunate to have them first activate a storefront that's been vacant for almost 10 years. Yeah. Um, but, and it's a beautiful renovation. You got to go see it. But also um, that they, that business itself is a destination. People love to shop at Caravati's. They are a, um, sort of an icon in the region for that kind of um, home decor and home parts is what they literally call themselves (laughs) so um yeah so we're really lucky to have them in downtown and you know if you're gonna drive two hours to come to caravati's you're likely to also shop at the other places in town or have have lunch and you know make a day of it so what are the confines of uh what you would consider covered by downtown ashland so technically, as defined by the town, downtown is everything from Route 1, where we have a new Wawa, to um, just to pass the Ashland Feed Store to the old 7-Eleven. Oh, okay. Um, and then everything on the tracks in Ashland. So those of you that aren't aren't officially here, uh, Ashland is signature, Ashland's signature piece is that the East Coast Freight Line and Amtrak run right through the center of our main street. So our main street, center street, which Paul referenced, is a boulevard because there's train tracks in the middle. Right. And we have about 60 trains a day go through, uh, through in a 24-hour period, go through Ashland. Oh, wow. So it, that's another thing that attracts people to downtown. Um, just you'll never get as close to a train as you will in downtown Ashland. <laughs> um, and uh, you're, they're literally right there. Um 
please don't touch <laughs> and uh, for your own safety. But um, yeah, it's a great place to come and see trains because you're going to, you absolutely will see them um, with both CSX and Amtrak running through. Yeah. I mean, I, I, my understanding is those nice houses along uh, Center Street, as you go to the south away from downtown Ashland, mm-hmm. uh, they were executives with Richmond, Fredericksburg and Potomac Railroad. And they just built along the tracks. Like that, that was their summer place. I'm like, why would you build your summer place? Based, uh, I, 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 I never understood it. You're right. I mean, I've read the same history you have that uh, the town was founded by the railroad. They owned this land, and it was a swamp called Slash Cottage, right? <laughs> and um, so they, but they decided that it was the perfect distance from Richmond to be a resort, and so. They built a resort um, and called it a hot springs, which I have yet to find the hot springs. There, there are have no you, hot springs have you found it? No, yeah. they're, they're not here. And, um, and then they built several of those Victorian homes on spec mm. and in order to sell them to wealthy Richmonders to move their families out of Richmond um, and or come and have their vacation home. Their vacation homes in, in Ashland is, was quite a popular thing in the day. So, uh, yeah, there, it's an incredible historic town um, that it's it's an easy product to sell. So It really is an easy product to sell. At first uh, thought, though, when you think about houses along railroad tracks, like railroad, trains are loud. They are. But, but as a guy who grew a couple blocks away from the tracks, as a little kid, I guess at some point I got used to it. But even adults get used to it after a couple of weeks. And you can sleep through, through the trains, no problem. It's true. Yes, you can tell somebody that's new to Ashland who um, stops talking when the train goes by. But in Ashland, <laughs> we just talk louder. Um, that's true. It's just part of life. Um, that's so. absolutely true. So let, let's talk a little bit about you. Uh, you're, you're from uh, what my son would consider his new mecca, uh, Blacksburg. You grew up in Blacksburg. I did, yeah. So um, born and raised and bleed orange and maroon. Um and uh, my folks are college professors, so that's why you live in Blacksburg. Um, and I, my degree is in, in agricultural economics. <clears throat> and um, I went to uh, D.C. straight out of uh, undergrad and worked for Beef, It's What's for Dinner. Mm. Um, and was a lobbyist in and regulatory, worked on regulatory issues um, in D.C. And eventually bothered a senate office enough that they said we'll just work here and so i went to work for the state of wyoming in the united states senate um and so i spent five years in dc working on um agriculture and natural resource issues really heavy into regulatory oversight um and then uh got to the point with working for a senator there is a point where you either are going to be a political person for the rest of your career or you're going to specialize and become um, a certain kind of policy person. So I left D.C. at five years and went back to graduate school in agricultural economics. And You were really committed to I am. I am. And I went to NC State. And so I spent another five years in Raleigh, three in graduate school. Um, and then two, uh, when I got out of graduate school, uh, so in grad school, I studied regulatory issues and the effect of government on, um, industry and more, more so the effect of government regulation on, on industry and what is the sort of, um, end result. So are we getting to what we want? Are we getting the reduction? My, my program was about, are we getting the reduction in water pollution that we want to see? 
And so it was it was great. Um, a very valuable experience. Glad I went to graduate school. Worked for the governor um, governor's office in North Carolina coming out of graduate school. And while I was working there, I met my husband, who is uh, from here. So, um, Like from Ashland here? Uh, well, yes. He would have gone to Atlee, okay. um, yeah. which is just across the interstate here. But um, he got sent to military school. So mm-hmm. his folks made good on that threat. And So um, it was a uh, behavior change uh, yes. that, that was in his future. Yes. After he failed his freshman year in high school, they sent him to another freshman year in high school at Fork Union. Um, and so, uh, yeah, he, he ended up graduating from Fork Union going to VMI. Um, but when I met him, thankfully he was not in VMI. I don't know that that would have been a selling point. Um, (laughs) but, uh, when I met him, we were both rural Virginians living in Raleigh, um, which is not easy to find. Um, and so we were able to move back here and be very close to his family and the farms and, um, be part of that lifestyle again. So um very fortunate to be here so when i when we first moved back i actually moved without a job and we kept his job he still works for the same company so um that made the move possible and we just figured it would work out another state capital i could work in the government um and i did i worked for virginia department of ag for a year and then um, this job here in ashland came open and so like I, I was saying before we started, it's a real privilege to work in community outreach and advocacy in my actual community um, where I'm living every day and um, and to be part of build those relationships in a lasting way and be part of sort of the long term trajectory of a place um, is really remarkable. And there's so much here. I mean. I've talked about sort of the economic development side of it and the marketing piece, but there's also a lot to this community there. It's very complex. Um, we are a small Southern town that, um, was part of the civil war. We was overtaken by civil war battles. I mean, it's, um, a very complicated history that leads to a very complicated, um, society here. And it's really fun to be in a job that, can bring all of those stakeholders back together in a positive way. Right. Um, I have a really incredible opportunity in that regard. And so, um, yeah, so I try to focus as much of my energy as possible on, yeah, being, as I mentioned, making our, our association the big tent that can really tie all of these different stakeholders together and try to build a shared future um, and, and I'm proud of the work that we, we're doing for that and just offering those, like I said, a positive opportunity to come together, um, particularly at this time. I mean, uh, it, with COVID and with everything that's happened in our country in the last few years, it's a remarkable especially, opportunity. Especially the last year and a half. Yeah. Yes. I just I I I cannot overstate how grateful I am to have the opportunity I do. Yeah, very cool. Does Randolph-Macon have a relationship with your association? They do. So um, Macon is always is a essentially a standing member of my board. They um, have been very gracious of of nominating a member of their leadership to be part of our board every three years. Um, and so right now we have Dean Asdell, um, who's uh, the vice president of student affairs. On, our, on my board and, and he's um, invaluable to us, uh, especially on logistics. Well, there's so much that we do with that. So the college overlaps with our downtown right. um, and is right on the railroad tracks, just like we are. 
And so there's so much that we do in downtown that affects them and vice versa. And also, you know, their physical plant, their safety officers, we all, we, we are, we're all in this together. Right. So, um, and they understand that they also see, they also understand the shared, um, future as far as our town is a huge selling point for admissions, um, for students and a huge part of the student experience when you come here. And so they've been really active partners with us, which is, is very positive and, um, they continue, Macon continues to grow and yeah. advance as a college. Um, and so they're, they're another part of the success. If you were writing the success story in 10 years, hopefully they'll, they're a whole chapter. So Yeah, I, th- I think they almost have to be, right? Given how uh, predominant their presence is. Absolutely. And they just keep building buildings and adding majors and... Um, they're really on on a, on the path. So they're they're growing, and I I don't know. I some schools I seem to be contracting, but Randolph Macon maybe not. Yeah, that's something. I mean, I'm from Blacksburg, Virginia. I was raised by professors in the land grant system. Um, I don't know anything about small liberal arts colleges, mm-hmm. but it's so it's been a learning experience for me to watch them and to hear about their ten year strategies um, because they are run more like a business. Um, they're being a private college um and they seem to have a growth plan that includes increased emissions to fill these other programs um and it's exciting because we're seeing in order to meet demand for students going forward they are they're they're offering new programs that are moving with the economy and with sort of science and technology which is pretty neat to have right in our downtown yeah they're being nimble which is great they should be nimble not, yeah. not all schools are being as nimble as no. <laughs> they have the opportunity to be too yeah, right? if you've got a thousand point. students and you can add a 200 people ma- person major you know um it's a lot different than what um a larger school could pull off i'm sure so take a ride with me we're headed down 54 mm-hmm. west and you're crossing the tracks and you want to take a left right there at center street why can't i take a left there so the town of Ashland uh, has closed southbound South Center Street um, and made it into a pedestrian mall. And the, that action was first taken really in the thick of the COVID lockdown, mm-hmm. right? And so it happened in April or May of 2020 when outdoor dining was the only type of dining right. that you could do and um, was the only option that was going to keep those businesses, which are really anchor businesses for our economy, um, open and and alive through this period and so it was a really cool progressive thing for them to do and the town was out making this change before any of our localities i mean we had outdoor dining in in downtown ashland long before really any of my sister there are 30 main street organizations in virginia Mm. and i don't i think we were the first if we weren't the first we were right there um and so that was super progressive and positive and so the thing is that it's been incredibly popular with local residents yeah. so the town just this month now a year on did a survey of local residents of whether they should keep the road closed and maintain it as a pedestrian mall and keep an additional outdoor dining as well um and sort of an it's it functions as an exhibit space for um, retailers so, um, but that's underutilized to be fair. Um, but, 
Um, and so they, they polled the locals and it was overwhelmingly 77% and positive uh, oh, wow. for keeping the pedestrian mall. So um, Ashland Town Council has voted to keep that for the foreseeable future. It will be, I will say, as your downtown um, marketer, we are costing ourselves something for visitors, I think. This is just purely my opinion. I'm speaking for myself in saying that. But And so we want to make sure that the benefit of having outdoor increased outdoor dining, of having that pedestrian mall feeling very... Um, it's, it's a festive atmosphere by having that. Um, we want to make sure that that's worth what we're giving up in navigability mm. of our downtown. And uh, remember that all the online directions apps can't pick up that kind of detail. Right. And so um, people... It happens all the time. People are coming across the tracks and they think they're going to turn left or coming to the tracks and think they're going to turn right. And that's not possible. So we are giving something up, but it's really kind of intangible what that is. And it's not huge. It's downtown Ashland. It's not difficult to find your way around. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see whether that increased dining, there's a demand for that much increased dining um, or a supply for it. Um, and, and how that plays out over the next year. But that's the deal now, and it certainly is, it's been a super positive change to date. And so, I don't, but honestly, I don't know. I'd give it 50-50 odds whether it stays. Stays beyond, say, the next year or two. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the limiting factor, which is not something I would have thought of, but being an association, we're fortunate to have a lot of business members. The limiting factor is restaurant kitchens didn't get any bigger mm. with that change so you got the same kitchen and you got a certain if in all those increased tables you know question is can you make that logistically work and um right now with labor shortage the way it is no the answer is no right. so we'll see so uh if they're going to go beyond two years with that blocking traffic there i think they need to make it look more permanent yes. <laughs> today i think there's a there's a I don't know whose car that is. Yes. <laughs> but there's a car and some cones I yes. think blocking me. <laughs> for for whatever reason, the infinite wisdom um, is that they put a car in the road so that is as a roadblock. It was the most um, effective and, rate and expeditious maybe. roadblock, yes, yeah. that they could come up with. But a year on, we're all tired of looking at this car in the middle of the road. Um, so, yeah, they, there is a plan. Uh, it's in place to start um, revamping that the aesthetics there. So uh, stay tuned. Even if it's temporary, the aesthetics yes. could certainly improve. Right. Yeah. Very cool. So you mentioned earlier that the uh, the town of Ashland, the, the government, the city council or town council, uh, gives a little bit of money to the association. Are there other things that the town does besides block block center street and give a couple bucks? <laughs> um, I mean, we coordinate with them. Um, I, I probably I talk to town staff more than I talk to anybody else. Mm. Um, we coordinate with them really closely, but so I meet with them at a minimum monthly and, um, but usually I talk to them several times a week and we just, everything we do is made easier by them. So we have an event tomorrow for four, Ashland fourth Fridays, which we're doing as a monthly promotion of arts and culture in downtown. It's a great chance to have sidewalk sales and live music in, in all the restaurants. And, um, it's been very popular with customers. People are excited to be back downtown and a reason to, stroll the streets and explore what's here what's new was that something that was happening before the pandemic it start we actually started during the pandemic mm. um it was a way that 
people could come downtown, you know, because we weren't allowed in buildings for a while there. Right. Um, and we had a new business owner, um, Kitty Barnes, who is co-owner of Red Vein Escape. We have an escape room in downtown. I've been to that escape room. Those yeah. of you, it's it's a it seems to be a well kept secret. So just I'll say it again: we have an escape room <laughs> in downtown Ashland. <laughs> uh, it's fun and uh, absolutely and and really an immersive experience. Anyhow. So the owners of um, Red Vein were interested in trying to do promotion of the arts in downtown and just wanting um, to continue adding to the reasons that people think of of Ashland as a destination, um, place you can visit, and so from near and far. And so uh, they started that during COVID, even when they were closed. I mean, it was really not a profit center for them, but a way that they could give back. And so... It was a tough first year, yeah. uh, but we got there and we established some name recognition. And then this year, just it's come back gangbusters. We started in April um, with the first fourth Friday and we were overcrowded, actually. Um, so people, look, were, people couldn't wait to get out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so tomorrow night is the June. Well, we're taping this uh, so that tomorrow night is actually the June um, fourth Fridays. And um we're expecting a, a big crowd. It should be it should be a really fun time. And so, for instance, the t- you have to ask me about the town. The town is providing um, a space for live music, so we'll be able to plug into their electric and mm-hmm. use that on town hall lawn. And um, they put extra picnic tables out that we that so that people could get to go because, like I said, we were overcrowded actually in restaurants and um, just every little thing, right. They'll send a police car through much more frequently than they would, uh, um, just because they know there's going to be more people on the street and they want cars to slow down. Um, so it's just, uh, we're really fortunate to have such, such cooperation. That's awesome. Uh, Hanover arts and activity center. Is that, is that part, uh, do they? Definitely. So they're also on our board, um, Hanover arts and activity center, Director Sarah Holloway just uh, retired on Tuesday from our board after six years um, of volunteerism. But um, we will o- we always have a standing you know partnership with them, and um, they're such a big part of what we do because they're the community center in downtown, right? So um, for those of you that aren't familiar with Hanover Arts and Activity Center, it's fun to tell that story. It was the first church building built, standalone church building built in Ashland. Um, and so before the Civil War, in the Civil War, it became a hospital yep. for soldiers. Um, and then, um, what am I missing? There's another piece of that story. You're not going to say this, but it was where my parents were married. Oh, yes. That's the Gilman's, <laughs> the Gilman's marriage, of course. What was I thinking? Um, and now it's a it's really cool um, art center and, and community center and um, functions really as a place that we can all gather and host studio space for artists and archives for the museum and just it's a neat facility so yeah we've been really fortunate to have their partnership um for everything i mean they host they've hosted our christmas programs for the last three years um and i'm sure we'll continue to there's just so many things that we we do together and as we're promoting the arts now with ashton fourth fridays um they they're coming in as a centerpiece um, either offering youth programs or, um, you know, but sort of exhibits or whatever. So Yeah, cool. Uh, so as a citizen of the Ashland area and people outside of the Ashland, I, I won't say metro, or, or can I say metro? Ashland <laughs> metro, that's probably a little <laughs> overstated. Uh, 
how can citizens uh, participate with the association or help the association? Absolutely. So I'll be straight with you. Uh, coming out of COVID, our biggest problem is funding. Um, there have been a lot of grants, and we've been able to facilitate a lot of grants for small businesses that are not available to nonprofits. Um, and so uh, we would welcome folks to join us as members of the association for $100 a year um, and, you know, support the work we do either to put on, you know, we put on all of these community events. Um, we haven't even talked about Ashland Train Day and the wonder that is. Um, it's, a, it's a big deal. The biggest street festival that Ashland holds and um, that, that is our signature event. But we host Ashland Halloween and light up the tracks. So we... Um, really in every season have a free community event that we want that, that we're offering to people, but also all of the behind the scenes connections and business support and work we do. So we'd love to have your support with that. We also always need volunteers and um, folks that are, and just offer your expertise. Um, there's we, because we work in a really multifaceted way and sort of, um, we are able, we're grateful for anybody's expertise sort of in, in their own field. And we'd love to put you to work. So <laughs> you don't have to be an event planner, although we always need those. Um, but we need folks that know about accounting. We need, you know, really soup to nuts. Um, and so there's a, a we run ashlandvirginia.com. That's all spelled out. V-I-R-G-I-N-I-A.com. Um, and on there, you'll find both our support page, but also our volunteer um, links. And um, that page is built for visitors. So hopefully, if anybody's listening to this that isn't familiar with Ashland, they're going to find a lot of lovely photos and um, and event events that they might want to try. Are there uh, is there a calendar of events on that site? There is, yes. Um, it's uh, it's being rebuilt after COVID, but we do have a, a monthly calendar of our events, and um, and then we also just have our like event announcements for our big ones. What's the event you look most forward to? Oh, geez, the most planning goes into Ashland Train Day. Um, it's a it's a street festival that shuts down all of the major through through affairs in Ashland. Um, and we bring in, it brings in about 10,000 people a year. So, um, I definitely look forward to and dread Ashland train day <laughs> equally. Um, so the next one of those is April 30th, 2022. So I have a little bit, you got some time. Uh, yeah. I have yeah. a little bit of time to get excited. Um, but we just hosted, um, this week, our toast of downtown reception, which is our annual chance to thank volunteers and to um, talk to our supporters about what they've accomplished that year by supporting us. So for me, that's my favorite event because it's really fun to just celebrate the work we do and get a chance to have everybody in one room. That's pretty rare to have that, um, you know, most of the time I meet with stakeholders individually. So once a year I get to get them all together and that's my favorite, I think. I know we intended to talk about uh, the association tonight, but uh, let's end with uh, you telling us about your daughter. Oh, sure. So, uh, yes, the the best reason that I live in Ashland, Virginia is because my daughter Linda lives in Ashland, Virginia. <laughs> um, and I'm very fortunate um, to be the mom of a five-year-old um, little girl who will start kindergarten in the fall. And she's... Um, observant and creative and empathetic and high energy. Um, so we're really looking forward to everything. I, I 
I look forward to every day with her, but also looking forward to who she becomes over time. So she's at swimming lessons right now. Nice. And um, I'll I'll hurry home to give her a second dinner. Swimming is an awesome endeavor for a lot of reasons. Uh, but swim meets, I'll just warn you, they, they take forever. <laughs> and your kid will compete in hour one and maybe hour four. Well, I have to admit, we're already looking for a Dashlin swim team. It's going to be next year before we can join because we're still in the lessons phase but um really there's so many cool community organizations in this town um and ashland swim team is definitely one of them we want to be a part of uh but yeah well we want to swim one length of the pool before we sign up for that (laughs) very cool well uh congrats on all the success you guys have had especially through covid i mean thank you downtown is vibrant and it's awesome as a guy who's lived here for absolutely it's great to see everybody back and there's so much excitement um and just please come back to downtown with patience because we are all super excited as customers but um all those owners are struggling to get workers and it can be overwhelming generally speaking and yes. when you when you struggle to get workers it's, it's yes. crazy so um come back and and help us promote that community spirit in downtown i think locals especially are able to set the tone of our downtown we're really proud of what it is and we hope you'll help us keep it that way you know for the next few months while we work out the kinks of recovering from covid but gosh what a blessing to be coming back gangbusters yeah awesome thanks so much for joining us and uh telling us all about uh what you guys do i appreciate it absolutely thank you thank you for listening if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts We'd also really appreciate if you'd rate and review us. You can find us at scodopodcast.com.